It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome to show number 500. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, it's hard to believe we're here. Um, doesn't seem possible, but it is. And this is, like I said, show number 500 uh, of the Locked On Chiefs podcast. We thank you all for listening. Uh, we really do appreciate it. And here's to another 500 more. Yeah, salute. I, I appreciate it. And, folks, we appreciate you uh, hanging with us. Uh, we started the, the Check With Meek podcast before we came over to Locked On. So we got another 60 or so episodes over there, and it's been an interesting couple of years for us. Um, I'm glad that it culminates on a game night. That's even better. So how are you feeling tonight? Uh, it's hard to not be a little disappointed with the way the offense played in the first half and a little bit of the defense. But when you look at who they're missing on the defensive end, you're missing basically uh, your middle four defenders at the back of your defense. Um and, you know, say what you want about Daniel Sorensen, but he's considered a starter right now. Uh, so with that being said, you know, to miss Eric Berry, Daniel Sorensen, Anthony Hitchens, and R- Reggie Ragland, good luck playing defense against any NFL team. Um, yeah, that, that's fair. You know, that's, and that's rough. It is. And, you know, thanks, NFL Game Pass since I couldn't watch the whole first quarter. So I didn't get to see any of that. I'll have to watch it on film, maybe on the plane as I'm on my way to camp. Uh, By the time you guys hear this, I'll be packing up and and heading out. So if you have observations, tweet us at LockedOnChiefs.com. I'm sorry, at LockedOnChiefs on Twitter. Um, Was that... Was the middle four on defense the biggest takeaway from you with the the starters, or or was there something more concerning? Uh, I don't think that the backup safeties or the inside linebackers look like they could cover anybody. Um, or, you know, and they're generally going to be covering the tight ends and running backs, and I didn't think that they did a very good job with that. Uh, I was impressed with 
I thought the run defense looked okay. They gave up a big run. Um, and it was run right at pretty much D Ford. Uh, but I thought the run defense looked better overall. Um, but again, with those four guys missing, you're missing so much. Hitchens and Ragland would have changed the way that running game looked. Sure, sure. Hitchens and Ragland, you have either you have both of those guys in there, and that long run at D Ford doesn't go for what it went for. It probably is a three or four yard run at best, uh, because they're not going to get pushed off the ball like I think it was Terrence Smith uh, who was trying to get there by the offensive lineman. Well, Terrence, that's not the only thing he had a little trouble with, uh, you know. And don't get me wrong, I was very high on Aiken uh, coming out of Central Florida in this draft. He, he's a tight end with a lot of athletic ability, but um, he, he certainly, I don't think, would have had such the outing um, if it were Raglan and Hitchens out there rather than Terrence Smith and uh, Kime Oligwe, who I thought when I did get to start watching, I thought Oligwe looked pretty good. Uh, honestly, I didn't really notice him too much. Uh, I was paying attention to other things. I will say I don't agree with some of the calls with the refs in the first half on the defense. I thought Amerson got called for two really questionable uh, penalties. The holding penalty was a joke, in my opinion. Um, And that kept their drive going that they scored a TD on. And his pass interference, uh, he got his head around maybe a second late, but that's really hard to throw the flag there when – um, you know, on that type of play, but I, I guess you know it is what it is. Uh, Kansas City just didn't look to be getting the benefit of the doubt from the rest for most of the night. Yeah, it's a preseason for everybody, but uh, a little more concerning for me was that it didn't have JJ Watt, didn't have uh, I don't think Merciless was out there that I saw. Um, yet the starting O line seemed to have a couple of hiccups. Yeah, a lot of concern there. Um, it's very hard to feel good about that position when you look at uh, how they were manhandled by that Houston scheme. Although I will, I will say this. Um, it also looked like Houston was going a little bit more than just like a, a plain Jane defense, like what Kansas city generally runs in the preseason. It looks like they were uh, stunning and blitzing a little bit more than Kansas city ever did. So um and whether or not that has anything to do with the way the offensive line played, I'm not saying it does. I'm just saying, you know, they probably didn't go into that game expecting them to be as aggressive as they were. That's generally not how teams play. They try to see what their players can actually do as opposed to trying to scheme them up to get them in better positions. And that's fair. You know, everybody goes about it a little bit different. And and O'Brien's, you know, known to be a fairly aggressive guy, so I can't be too shocked. That's fair. Although it was Romeo making the calls on defense, so. Well, and yeah, I forgot about that. So there could be a little bit of an extra incentive for him to do that. <laughs> I wasn't even going there, but that's a, that's a fair point. <laughs> Just saying, I was I was disappointed that it seemed Eric Fisher of all people was having a little bit of struggles. Um, and maybe that's just rust. Maybe that's just, you know, the beginning of the season, but that's, that's gotta turn around. Um, I didn't get to see, uh, Cam Irving. how do he look to you? He struggled too. Uh, both of the guys on the left side, I thought struggled, uh, in pass protection and, you know, it's, it is a, it is something that is concerning. Um, you know, you have to wonder, 
how much time that the offensive line they have had to switch in so many guys on the offensive line throughout the different you know OTAs and training camp. So you have to wonder what kind of continuity they have. And I kind of talked about this uh, for our pregame show yesterday. To me, that's a big issue. If you don't have continuity on the offensive line, the only way to really get that is playing and playing at game speed. So you hope that they get that ironed out now. Yeah, they pretty much have to. Um, Let's hope that they improve in week two. I thought the number one thing that I took away from the starters – Pat Mahomes did what he's been talking about all preseason. Uh, he was efficient. He didn't. He didn't go for the big strike. He didn't make any mistakes. Uh, for well, all the people that have been worried, he didn't throw in any interceptions. So, yeah. And the one play that he had an opportunity to go deep, he was going to and stepped up into a sack. Yeah. So, uh, but I was actually really impressed with what he did because. He showed maturity, and he didn't try to throw the ball all over the field. He took what the defense gave him for the most part, and they made some good throws. I mean, those some of those throws to Kelsey were pretty good. He did, uh, he did miss a a throw down the field to Kelsey, but you know you're gonna not hit every throw. So, yeah, it's preseason for him too. All in all, I felt like at least they moved the ball some. Um, you know, obviously missing a bunch of guys on both sides of the ball I, I can't take too much away from them. this. Is all building towards the third preseason game anyway, folks. So let's not what be I too will concerned. Say, I was really happy with what I saw from uh, Xavier Williams. Mm. I thought he should an put, impact. Huh? Yeah, I thought he should push up front. Um, I thought he looked very good against the run in the middle of the defense. Uh, and I'm not going to say I watched him every snap, but the couple snaps I did notice him, uh, I thought he looked pretty good. So that could be a, a nice addition. And, you know, if you look at the list of players that Kansas City was missing for this game, uh, you know, like we said, Eric Berry, Daniel Sorensen, uh, Hitchens, Ragland, uh, they didn't have Derek Noddy. Uh, Dorian O'Daniel, I don't think, played at all. I mean, that, that's a large part of your defense. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on with O'Daniel. We're going to have to find that. And we will follow that up, folks, and let you know. You know, it is tough to field a team when you do, you don't not fully healthy. But what did I you think, think about the two young guys rushing the passer? You know what? I was just going to bring them up. Why don't we take a second now, and we'll come back. We'll talk about the, the second tier and the guys that are making push. These days, it's harder and harder to find time to actually get to the gym. And that's why having something that you can work out on at home, at your discretion, is probably the best thing for all of us. And that's why we want to talk about NordicTrack today. They have a series of training equipment that gives you amazing workouts in the convenience of your home. They have treadmills and exercise bikes and incline trainers, even some strength training. I like the ellipticals best myself, but it's personal choice. All of them are there to benefit you. And NordicTrack has this cool online workout feature. You can join high-energy streamed workouts any time of the day if you want. You can join those workouts in studios or in strange destinations around the world. Start your day off with a run in the streets of Paris or end cross-training on the shores of Thailand. Workouts are led by the world's top personal trainers to ensure you meet your fitness goals. We have a special offer for our listeners. You get $75 off your NordicTrack purchase by visiting NordicTrack.com slash locked on and using the offer code locked on. Again, that's NordicTrack.com slash locked on and use the code locked on during your checkout and you'll save 75 bucks. 
Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you. Your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic ball cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you, makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. So I'm glad that you brought that up. And they are honestly the first thing that stood out to me. And folks, we're talking about Breland Speaks and Tano Pasnio. And honestly, Speaks has had a really quiet camp. But I thought he showed up repeatedly and consistently while he was on the field against the Texans. What do you think? I thought it showed up pretty good. I'm not going to say he looked fantastic, but uh, with both Passanio and Speaks, and even more so Passanio than Speaks, in my opinion, fans are going to have to be patient. Uh, Passanio was a high, high, well, they looked at him as a high uh, ceiling type player, but he's not ready yet. He's getting there. I think he showed that he has a, a nice bull rush. I think he showed that he can uh, make or crash the pocket a little bit, but uh, I'll tell you, you know, what I was most impressed by. There was at least one play, and I'll, I'll have to look at it on on replay, where he did the Justin Houston move and ducked his shoulder, kept himself square to the line of scrimmage, and set the edge. And the runner had had to bounce. And I thought that was really great to see from a guy that's just in his second year. But he understands, and he he's emulating Justin Houston. And, and I saw a lot of that in that particular play. I wish the D Ford could learn that because, yeah, well, that'd be nice. Their their defensive their run defense is going to hurt if D Ford cannot step up against the run. That's all there is to it. Uh, they're going to run at him, and they're going to run at him, and they're going to run at him. And you can replace those two inside linebackers and Eric Berry uh, in there, and they're still going to run at D Ford. And there's only so much you can do to protect a player. Yeah, and that's absolutely true. And I'm I'm a little surprised that especially in the preseason, like it, it was so evident so quickly. That's, um, you know, again, it w- I've been talking all off season about his back and it's difficult to recover from a back injury. Did I didn't get to see him live. Did he look as though he were back to normal? I mean, is there any kind of linger that you see? Uh, I didn't really see anything from him that made me think that there was any lingering problems, uh, but he was only in a series. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like he played the whole first quarter. Uh, him and Justin were uh, off after the first series. Well, so. and now he's got two guys breathing down his neck because I thought Speaks actually crashed the pocket. Speaks, unfortunately, needs to, needs to learn to finish. Good for him for having the power. Uh, and I thought he had a little dip around the edge a little bit, but he blew at least one sack that should have been his that he just didn't wrap up. And I'm a little disappointed in that, but you know what? You're a rookie, and that's your first action. I think he'll come around. Well, and that's kind of where I'm coming from. I know the exact play you're talking about, and he had a chance to get him two different times and missed it both times. But the encouraging thing is he was there. Uh, and, and I think he was around the quarterback a lot. Uh, the QB, he was he was making the QB 
uncomfortable and having to move. Now, what I will say is that the one thing that I did notice is that the QB was able to step up on the second and third team defensive line. There wasn't really much of a push up front. Uh, And that's a real problem when you have guys crashing from the outside and trying to get a QB down. If he can step up into the pocket, you're not going to get a sack. Uh, And I'm not saying that's why Speaks missed on that specific play, but, you know, Speaks and Passigno had opportunities to get to the QB if the QB would have been forced to stay in the pocket, stay back. But there was no interior pass rush. It was a pocket just like there should be. Uh, And that's unfortunate because I think those guys had the opportunity to make plays there. Yeah, it's definitely not the best foot forward. There's a lot of rust. There's a lot of things that need to come on. Um, you know, I, w- I was impressed not just on the, the touchdown pass, but uh, I, I thought Demarcus Robinson played well. Um, I know he didn't he didn't get a whole lot of run with the ones. I know that was Conley, and I don't think Conley was targeted. So I know there's a lot of discussion about the, them competing for that three spot. I don't think it matters, folks. The three spot is the three spot. You're going to see Demarcus Robinson a lot, even if he's the four. And I thought that that, that stop and go kind of double move thing that he did on that particular play was great. Uh, and he's clearly having a good camp, but you're in good shape with both of those guys. They are. Uh, oh, go ahead. go ahead. I was going to say, I think this team's in good shape four deep right now at wide receiver. And I don't think there's a whole lot of concern. No, and I agree with that. But what I will say is, I don't know how much you see the fourth wide receiver depending on who it is and maybe not even depending on who it is. We'll see it, the problem you run it. You're going to run into is how do you spread the ball around enough? Yeah. Uh, you have Watkins, you have Hill, you have Hunt, you have Kelsey and whether or not you want to admit it, you have Harris that, you know, they're going to throw some balls too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that third wide receiver is not going to get a ton of targets to begin with. And when you're talking about the fourth wide receiver, uh, he better be able to block because he's going to be coming in doing that a lot more often. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I don't know. I just think that while Demarcus Robinson is having a good camp, maybe he's he's going to steal a little bit of snaps from Chris Conley. I don't no, know. No, he could. I'm just yeah. saying. I don't know how. I just don't know how much you can actually get the third and fourth guys the ball with yeah. the weapons you have on this offense. I just don't know how much you can do that because the other side of it is is they're going to play Harris whether or not he's actually in a pass route or not. You're going to have two tight end sets. You're going to have some three tight end sets. So you're not going to have that many wide receivers on the field. And I'm not so sure that you're not going to see more two two running back sets, and I'm not talking with the fullback. No, I know you're not, although I would like it. There was a Sherman shout-out on the broadcast tonight. I did hear that. by you. But – but honestly, no, not just by me. It was odd. Like they said it. That's, I was pointing that out. I'm not alone. But no, I, I think top to bottom for four quarters in, in preseason game number one in 2018, I think maybe the best position group on the field was the tight ends. Oof, I got to disagree. They moved the ball, man. They did, but did you see what Tim Wright did? Well, okay, there's Tim Wright. Sorry. I was impressed. Two drop, I didn't two draw passes. Two yeah. drop passes and a huge penalty. I thought Jason Morrow looked very good. I, I don't yeah. see how Tim Wright is going to be the third tight tight end in this group. I think it's going to be uh, Jason Morrow. I think he showed them that, he, I mean, even though that, that play didn't matter, it matters to the coaching staff. They can still 
look at it and oh, say, yeah. oh, well, look at what he did. I mean, it's not like just because he doesn't get the stats, it's not the same thing. So, yeah. I think no, looked- I, I agree with you. I, don't, I think Tim Wright might be the first guy out of here. In fact, if there's a you know free agent cornerback that happens to be interested, I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I wonder who you're wondering talking about, Bashad, <laughs> Bashad, the Bashad Breland. Honestly, though, I don't know that I would want to go get Breland if he's still going to command a two two or three year deal. Um, I know you don't have faith in Amerson, and I know that he struggled a bit tonight uh, with those two penalties. But I really like the young guys they have. Uh, Traymond Smith, I thought, looked great as a returner. I completely um, agree. And I thought he looked good on defense, too. I was going to say, and I'm not saying he didn't look good on defense, but he didn't stand out on defense near as much as he stand, stood out as a returner. And Demontre Wade, I think that's right. Wade, I think, had a great pass block, breakup. He was beat. All intents and purposes, he was beat. And he found a way to get his hand around and knock the ball out of the receiver's hands. Yeah, uh, I thought he showed some some feistiness out there, too, just in general. Yep. And you didn't see much from Marion Springs. He got beat a couple of times. Um, but you got to expect that from a young co- corner. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they go about it going forward. Let's take another quick break, and we'll be right back. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So what did you think of the three rookie corners? You know, I I didn't see a whole lot of glaring problems. Like you said, everybody got beat a little bit. I thought Smith was probably the best of them, as we expected. Um. I think Springs needs to bounce back. That first action is always kind of an eye opener, I think. And for for well, him, maybe it was just. I was just going to say, with, especially when you think about the uh, talent advantage or the talent change. Yeah, that's really for what sure. it is. And and you know, and I think that's fine. I think you'll you'll see him recover. Uh, come the next outing, uh, and maybe wait as well. I think the guy that is still playing catch up, and, and I'm not, I'm not concerned, but I was definitely paying a, a lot of close attention to this. Um, Armani Watts is behind, man. Oh, he man. is not up to speed. He did not uh, look good. No, he, he started late he, with the injury and everything. So you know, I'm not like I said, folks. I am not worried. I think Armani Watts is going to bring something to this table. And and he did have flashes. Uh, he had a couple of, of more aggressive plays. Um, I think goal? that's – yeah, the goal line, right? Well, no, I was going to say, but Golden looked bad. Uh, yeah. So I have a hard time believing he's going to be the fifth safety on the roster. I mean, Golden Golden's going to be what he is. He's a career special teamer, uh, and I think that's going to continue. If they need him, he'll be there. If not, he, he may be a guy that's that, – was here in camp and is not here any longer. Uh, I think they have some some interesting talent wise that's young. Um, so it, I think the numbers game is going to be so heavily dependent on special teams this year. 
Yeah, but the problem is, is you have to still be able to contribute at your position. And to me, he didn't look like he could contribute. He was getting beat by second teamers, and he wasn't really close. Yeah, and uh, he is a veteran, not a rookie. It's different. And I'm not trying to say that I'm giving Watts a pass because I'm not. He did not look good tonight. But it's a little bit different for Watts to look a little bit out of position as opposed to Golden, who should know what he's doing for the most part. Right, right. I mean, the only thing that I found discouraging about Armani Watts is that I saw a lot of what he did in college. uh, I saw shallow angles. I saw ducking a little bit, not quite being there on time. Um, Against the threes, I would have expected more. Um, But again, he's had a a very shortened run at camp. He hasn't been there the whole time, so... I'm going to give him a pass. Uh, by game three, he's got to be on and pushing for playing time because right now Eric Murray's your second safety. Yep. What did you think about uh, number 56? You know what? Early in the game, I almost tweeted this out because I was thinking it. He reminds me a lot of Marcus Rush, uh, a guy that is is right there on the talent bubble, like could be a player or a contributor, but maybe not always. And then he made that stop on the goal line. And I think maybe he's got more to offer. I would need to see him in coverage more, but I'd like to see him compete with Terrence Smith. Well, you got to see what he can do in special teams. Uh, I had several people tell me on Twitter that they need to cut Smith. Smith is too much of a special teamer to be beat by Neiman right now. If Neiman continues to do what he's doing, maybe he has an opportunity uh, but Neiman's got to show it on special teams before he can have a prayer because he's not going to get to play defense. And I'm sorry, I understand that Neiman had a great stand, and I'm not trying to take anything away from it, but he was playing against third stringers and fourth stringers. Yeah, You should exactly. be able to you make those to types more. of plays. If you're, gonna, if you're going to say he's going to make the team, he has to do that for the second string against second stringers or even first stringers. Uh, if you can make a play like that against those, then maybe you have something, but Neiman is supposed to be so far down the depth chart, he's not going to be playing anyway. Right. Well, and that's true of the two guys that that I'm most happy about. Uh, I was pleased with their performances. I thought they looked good. But I, but I myself, and this is when I get a little fanny, I got I got to dial it back a little bit because they were playing against thirds and fourths. But I thought both Chase Litton and Darrell Williams looked good. Uh, looked like they can contribute if they had to. Uh, Absolutely. In particular, I'm sold on Williams. I, to I was, me, it should be a Williams and Williams crew at, at three and four. Uh, yeah, well, you need to you need to see say a, a D Williams crew at three and four right. because Kerwin Williams is in there too. Uh, I was actually somewhat impressed by McGloin at times. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not saying the entire time, but I thought you know I think he came out and he missed a, he missed the throw the first snap. Or maybe it was Chase. I can't remember. That wasn't Lynn. Um, maybe it was Henny. It might have been. But Henny. one of them came out, and and there was now route. No, it was Henny throwing it to Marcus Robinson, and he missed him. So I apologize. That wasn't McGloin. But uh, I didn't think he looked great the entire time. But I thought it looked good for the most part. I was surprised because I was expecting him not to because I've seen him in camp and he did not look that great in camp. Yeah. So uh, I still think the job is Litton's to lose. Um, just because, well, just because they went to McLoin first doesn't really mean anything to me. It just means that he's a veteran and they're giving him the opportunity to get some time. Right. 
and and I fully expect this performance though does get him time. I think he's the third guy in next time in in preseason game number two. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, and I would like to see uh, I like Williams. This. I'd like to see Darrell Williams get uh, you know time with the twos or threes. Problem is, is is then you have to give Damian Williams times with the ones, and that's not a huge problem. But you still have Spencer Ware and Cream Hunt that you have to work in as well. So. Sprinkle. We're going to use the word sprinkle. Fair enough. What did you think about Damian Williams when you saw him? I I, I think Sharkhandrick West should be nervous. I think he looks like he can do all the things that Sharkhandrick does, and I think he runs a little better. I don't think nervous is the right word, but um, that's okay. And and nothing against him. I like West. No, I know he's got a personality. Too. I know he's a locker room guy that this team loves. And, and I hope he I hope he gets healthy because you know as many concussions as he had, it's the bad. It's not a good deal. Um, but yeah, I I don't think West is. I think West is going to be looking for a new job. He could be. I mean, especially if he's if he continues to be injured. I mean, we don't know anything about the protocol. There's no reporting in the protocol until he just magically shows back up as cleared. So, folks, hold hold your breath for him. Um, but in the meantime, Damian Williams is putting a serious move on his job. Yeah. Well, and you know, I liked how you tweeted out during the the fourth quarter. You were ready for Chase Litton to Blake Mack time. I know. I'm disappointed. Well, I, I, did, I don't know. I give Alex Ellis a lot of credit, though. He played well. Uh, yeah. Um, did you notice that Blake Mack basically came out when they got close to the goal line? Yep. I, I really wonder if that's purposeful. I kind of wonder that myself. And quite honestly, his lack of targets, I thought, was a little bit uh, conspicuous. Yeah. I, I'm, not, I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but it sure seemed like they were trying not to go that direction because yeah. uh, he was open. I saw him several times, and I'm you know, obviously we can't see all 22, but it looked like he was open from what I could see. Well, and and after you and Seth talking him up, I was excited. I, I, I am one of those. I have a soft spot for athleticism, and this guy has some athleticism. And like you said, maybe there's a conspiracy there. Let's not put anything on tape that makes anybody else want him. Well, and don't go give him a jump ball in the back right. of the end zone. <laughs> because honestly, I, honestly, that was the one thing that I didn't like. Okay, I did not like the third down play mm-hmm. at the end of the game. I hated it, to be honest. Because if you're going to throw the ball, get in a freaking throwing formation. Don't try to... You don't even have to, but the- if you're going to throw a ball to a fullback, it better be Anthony Sherman. Well, that's fair. I'm just saying you don't you don't make that play call and try to outsmart the other team. There's no reason to do that to all these young players. You're absolutely right there. But well, the other thing I will say is if you're going to make that throw to a tight end or tall wide receiver in the back of the end zone, you don't make it to Alex Ellis. I, I'm not even going to say you make it to black Blake Mack. I think that's, yeah. a Jason, I think that was a Jason Morrow special. Well, uh, honestly, I mean, there's two guys on here that are big, tall receivers that aren't going to make this roster, Crockett and Smallwood. You might as well give them a shot. That's fair, too. You know? Um, I like Pringle I on know. special teams. I, I did see him flash a couple times. And I, I thought Pringle had a, a nice route on that one reception. Um, you know, I, I think he's shown something. I did find it very uh, peculiar. Not peculiar. 
But I found it very telling that that uh, Dieter was out there before J.U. Chesson was. Here's the problem with that, and I understand what you're saying. I think it is telling. Uh, but the bigger problem is I don't remember seeing Dieter on special teams. I don't recall either. And maybe he was, but he better hope he was because he's not making this team as a wide receiver. He's, he, I mean, he'll be a wide receiver, but he's not going to make it as just playing a wide receiver. You can't no, be I, that, I see what you mean. You, you can't be that that type of player at the fifth wide receiver's position. Yeah, you must play special teams as the fifth wide out, period. Well, you got to be a core special teamer, not just play special teams. You got to be a core special teamer. You got to be what Demarcus Robinson was when they drafted him. And that's what Chesson is. So, and I would be surprised if they gave up on Chesson after such a short time. But you're right. He was not out there. Dieter was. And so was Marcus Kemp. Yes. But we also know. know but we also know that uh, Dave Tobe loves Marcus Kemp. Right. Again, another core special teamer. And, and I think I think those three guys, as of tonight, are now the, the fighting for two spots, as far as I can tell. Um, I, I, it's not just the top three are set. The top four are set now. It, it probably has been set for a long time. I don't think there's any question about that. It's who's going to play special teams, and if somebody gets hurt, who can actually come in and make a play? Well, and we haven't, I mean, we didn't see DeAnthony Thomas tonight. And that doesn't take into account Pringle or Mac. So you've got. Practice squad, practice squad. Uh, maybe. I mean, good Lord. I mean, you're also, you're also got to keep in, in mind that, that Chris Conley's in contract here. True. So if you could stash a guy for a season, he'll have a chance to make an impact. I don't know. Everything could change next week too. So I mean, generally, <laughs> you know, so yeah, that works. yeah, it's like it's the preseason or something. But yeah, folks, hey, we've been here before. Back. Yeah, and I'll take it, um, folks. Let us know what you think. H- hit the Twitter account there at Locked On Chiefs, um, as well as at Chris's account and my account, and all kinds of stuff. We did announce tonight as well. Uh, that we are partnering with Chiefs Digest and the Maven and old friend Matt Derrick. You'll be able to find the pod over there. You'll be able to find video over there. You'll be able to find our writing over there. Um, it's it's kind of a no-brainer uh, because we've worked so closely with Matt over the years, and it's great to actually uh, partner and, and officially work together. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, keep an eye out for some of those links that are coming, and uh, we will definitely have more info with you. We have a couple other things in the works as well. Yes, we do. And please, 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 uh, we do appreciate all the iTunes reviews, but if you haven't left us one, go give us a rating and review on iTunes. And if you mention Anthony Sherman, I will be in your debt. Yeah, and uh, if you see Ryan at camp in his Jayhawk gear, please go up and say, go Cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one will say Shockers, though, right, will they? Hey, you can t- go tell them go Shockers. Huh? I'm fine with that, too. I'm fine with all of it, folks. I just you won't find me in Chiefs gear because I want to stand out. If you want to hook up, I'll be there at camp over this weekend. Uh, please come say hi. I'll be doing some video there. I'll be doing all kinds of uh, pictures as well. Um, the 11th and 12th in particular should be easy to find me uh, in that uh, glorious crimson and blue. Disgusting colors, but whatever. <laughs> 
Well, that's it for us. It's it is game night. We want to get this out so you guys can hear it. You know, as you're trying to leave the parking lot or whatever. So, um, thank you for listening today. We will be back with you next week at episode five hundred one. And I just want to throw this out there because it just got reported as we finish. Three injuries tonight. Jimmy Murray has a knee injury. Kerwin Williams has a head injury. Head injury, uh, probably on that big hit over the middle. Uh, and Ethan Cooper has a shoulder injury. Those are the only three injuries for the Chiefs that were reported after the game. So, as Ryan said, thank you for listening. But thought you guys would want to know that. And we will talk to you next week. 500, out. Subscribe to the show on iTunes or Google Play. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Chiefs. Check out my work at RGR Football on YouTube. Chris's work on LockedOnChiefs.com and all of Seth's film analysis at TheAthletic.com. Thanks for listening. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.